Well, a very good evening to each and everybody who's joining us here for this week's episode of Your Manchester, the podcast. Oh, have we got some best bits for you this week? Yes, indeed. We spoke, first of all, to a very, very funny lady all the way from Liverpool. Her name is Chrissy Rock. Well, I've, I've done some new material and uh, the COVID has helped me to write more new material and talk about different things like normally i used to sell dvds now i just sell toilet rolls and hand sanitizer so it's all that and then um does my ass look fat in this mask and um so it's it's all that and then it just builds up from there or goes downhill from there Do you know what, Chrissy? We will definitely need a laugh after this year, won't we? So I think loads of people are going to be racing to see you when you come to Manchester. Oh, I hope so. I mean, I, I did manage to do two shows and then it just went overnight, which was absolutely devastating for poor Jack who'd put the show on. So, um, but we're all in the same boat, you know, and we just have to go with the flow of it. And hopefully... You know, September, we were either all cured or whatever. I pick up new ideas. And also, I've been painting because I like to paint. And um, I ran out of paint and tried to send off for some paint. And either they were colorblind, but it was not the color I wanted. Have Honest to God, these things you get on Facebook, don't buy anything off Facebook. <laughs> I ordered this doll, and I swear to God, it's it's his 18th birthday next week. It must be walking to the house because it hasn't arrived. Oh, God. I, I ordered it in March, and it, it's kind of walking to the house. And then I thought, oh, well, we might not got it, or I haven't pressed send. So we ordered another one. Oh, my God. Oh. And then when I wrote to them and I said, have you seen the kip of what you sent me? It resembled nothing to what was on the Facebook. And they went, um, oh, well, we'll give you the 10% discount. I said, I don't want the 10% discount. Give it to charity. I said, if I walked in and give that to charity, they'd beat me to death with it. And it looked like it had been... Kept on the radiators, and I thought, no, do not buy anything off the Facebook. Hey, good looking, what have you got a cooking? <laughs> He's got cooking, cheat KFC. It's the one, the only Scott Eckersley, and you know what? He's been on MasterChef too, like Chrissy. You literally have been on lots of these cooking shows. We just need you on your own cooking show. Exactly. That that's the dream. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully this will uh, this will um, keep on going and going and going, and uh, it'll just it'll get better and better for me. But you know, as it is at the moment, nobody's taking me on. So if anybody's out there and they uh, they fancy doing a little TV show with me, I'm here. I'm ready. Definitely. Just stick with ours, Flower. Just stick with ours. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make this a little segment, shall we? Pardon. What are you cooking for us today? Today, I was going to show you how to do a homemade KFC. Oh, don't. You know that's my favourite food in the world, don't you? Uh, I've been told, I've been told. So I thought I'd treat you and show you how you can make it at home yourself. That sounds amazing because I've been on your Instagram 
page, right? And I have been salivating because every single thing that you have put on there, and you must what tell the audience at home what your Instagram page is because you are going to love these people. Yeah, so if you uh, if you follow me at uh, Scotty Cookins, basically on there is just it's it's me cooking my tea, basically. Um, Some tea, it's, it's like food. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying my hardest just to uh, to get the best I can, really. Oh, brilliant! Now you'll find the recipe on there because I think you've done the the KFC recipe. I've seen a, a sneaky picture, but yeah. tell us then how do we get started with the KFC? What what does it involve? So, oh, there we go. I've uh, I've already prepped this one. So I've been uh, I've got my chicken. Mm -hmm. Been uh, marinating for a few hours, just in some buttermilk and an egg. So I've got the buttermilk and the egg, whisked it all together, and and just pop that back in the fridge. So what you want is this just to uh, to be coating uh, the chicken. Now, when you get buttermilk, because you know, I I have been doing a bit of dabbling recently, uh, and I've used recipes where I've done almond milk. But I've, is buttermilk? Can you get buttermilk in in a normal supermarket as well? Yeah, so, so buttermilk's readily available in any of the supermarkets. Um, you can also use um, whole cream, or you oh. like, for, for the um, for you know a bit of an alternative option, coconut cream would be absolutely brilliant with this. What's the most unhealthy option? Oh, it's got to be the full fat cream. Just go that's all out. You want the taste, then that's what you've got to go for. Like the buttermilk in its, uh, on its own is absolutely fantastic. So, yeah. Now, KFC is renowned for its lots of spices. Uh, are you working exactly to the spices that we are aware of from KFC, or is this your own little blend? No, this is my own little blend of secret spices. Well, it's not going to be so secret now, is it, to be honest with you? Uh, <laughs> What's oh. in it, then? So I've got smoked paprika. Right. We've got ourselves some celery salt. Oh, yeah. I'm not a fan of celery, but celery yeah, yeah. salt I might be able to do. Celery salt, it'll change your world. It's absolutely fantastic. You know, you can actually use that just to dip into anything. It's, it's brilliant. And then Italian seasoning. Now, this is a little bit of a cheat because this has got a multitude of different herbs and spices in it. So it kind of puts you out having to buy all of the uh, different ones. So it's a bit purse friendly, that one. Just get that. And then... I've got the extra little pinch pots here because inside we've got salt and we've got pepper as well. Fantastic. I've got to say, you know, it is worth investing in some spices because they do completely, you know, change the, the taste of your oh, food. A hundred percent. The one thing that you will find is that if you've got your herbs and spices knocking around, it, it elevates every dish that you do. So, you know, you're playing around at home and you've got like just your normal bits and bobs that you're going about. Just throw something in. You never know. It might work. It might not work. But most times than not, it'll just add that extra layer of flavour that you're looking for. Uh, how did you come across kind of the the, the taste of KFC? Because obviously this is your cheap version of it. How do you go about trying to decipher? Is it eating lots of the stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, um, where we are, we don't have any. We're not lucky enough to get the uh, to KFC round ours, and uh, we don't have the luxuries of Deliveroo or any of the other ones like that. So basically, I had to come up with how to do it myself, and uh, and it was just breaking it down. A little bit of research on the internet, a lot of uh, a lot of googling, and obviously, whenever I got the chance, a lot of eating a KFC as well. 
Can we do Lands End or is it Preston? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I'm, I'm only in Ormskirk, but for some reason, we don't have to do anything like that. Yeah. So don't come to Ormskirk if you like KFC. It's not the place to live. Yeah, All right, then. So you've been doing that with the chicken. You've been coating it and dipping it in. So what's yes. the next step then? So we've coated it. We're just going to shake that off, the excess. And then what we're going to do is I've got a deep fat fryer at 170 degrees here. So... I'm going to start putting my chicken into there and mm. then we're going to leave that and that's going to fry away for six minutes. Pardon? If you haven't got a deep fat fryer, back in my day we had a thing called a chip pan that always sat on the back oh, of the kitchen. You know what? I love a chip pan. My dad used to have a proper one and it, yeah. had, uh, it had loads of lard inside it. It was fantastic. Oh, See, I've got neither. How can I do this at home? Can I still right. do it? So, for yourself, you just get uh, a medium-sized pan, yeah. and then get your, uh, get yourself some uh, vegetable oil, cool. and then you'll fill roughly about halfway, maybe a little less, and then just pop that onto the uh, onto the hob, and then uh, you can uh, you can deep fry it that way, or a little bit more of a healthy option. Oh, here we go. You would, uh, you would put it on a, a baking tray. And yeah. you can spray it with some fry lights. I don't know whether you've got any fry oh, lights. Fry light. Of course, yeah. you got fry so there you are. So put it on your baking tray, stick it, stick fry light, and then stick your oven on 180. And you're going to put it in there for about 20 to 25 minutes. Cool. Nah, just stick it in the deep fat fryer and go for it. Yeah. That's what happens there. Put bars bar in there as well. I don't like bad Mars bars. Batter Twix is a lovely. Are they? How did you get into cooking? Uh, so, uh, so cooking, uh, it basically just came from, like, uh, unfortunately, uh, me, me dad got quite ill when I was younger. And um, my mum, she was she was kind of pushing us a little bit to start helping out with her and uh, around the house and everything. And uh, she gave me a load of Delia Smith books. So we, I actually started uh, like with, with one of the classic cooks of all time, old Delia, and looking at her recipes. And uh, and helping my mum cook, and then it kind of just took its own, really. And uh, and then from then, I kept on exploring more and more books, trying out more recipes. And then I think it's almost like a muscle memory thing. You kind of you remember a recipe, and then you change it a little bit, and you keep on going and going and going. Wow, it's amazing! It's amazing, right? So how's it turning out then? How's it going to look? So right, we've got that cooking at the moment. What I'm going to do, just for a side, I'm going to do you some gravy as well because oh, obviously okay. KFC oh. isn't KFC without the gravy is it no yeah exactly so in a pan over here what we're going to do is we're going to put a little bit of butter in and we're going to make what's called a roux so this is um this is a french uh, combination that is the thickener for any sort of gravy or sauce and the easiest way to do that is just Get your butter, put that in the pan, and what we're going to add is we're going to add a little bit of flour. So the flour that I used before, before I put my chicken in it, I took a little bit of that out, and that's what we're going to be putting inside the pan at the moment. So we'll just get this to uh, to cook down quite uh, quite quickly, and then I'm assuming that that will thicken up then, won't it? The flour will thicken it yeah, up. Exactly. So the flour, the flour thickens that up. So what happens is when you add this in, it'll start to create like a little bit of a foamy mixture. And then what I've got here is I've got two OXO cubes. I've got a, 
beef oxo cube and I've got a chicken oxo cube. So both of those get uh, melted down into the uh, like with some hot water. And then all you literally need to do is add that to your pan and that'll froth away. And what will happen is that will create this really, really thick, gorgeous gravy. It's as simple as that, really. Yum, yum, yum. But where's the chicken? <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's a. Do you know what? I wouldn't have thought of mixing the, the two cubes and using a beef one and a chicken one. But absolutely, that, that probably does the trick, doesn't it? Yeah, do you know what? It, it's, it, it's something that I didn't realise until I'd read it. So before we were saying about how um, I, I was looking on the internet and just doing my little research, and it was somebody that's kind of done a, a, a deeper look into this than myself, and they were saying exactly that. They were saying, you know, but uh, the actual way that the, the guys do it in the restaurants, in the uh, in KFC, is just to mix, uh, mix the beef and the chicken. So, you know, here we are, and it tastes absolutely amazing. Well, is it, shall is it we? In prepared? Yeah, shall we come back to you in a few minutes, or is the chicken ready, do we think? It Has is it been ready. Do you know what? I've thought about this, and I've done. I've done. I'm going to move my seat forward. I know, right. <laughs> there you go. Here's one I prepared earlier. Oh, <laughs> done, sir. Does uh, it go on, bite into it for us, Flower? So there you go. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, look at that as well. Hey, mm. oh, it's proper and everything. Oh, my oh, yeah. God. What's, is it the skin? Oh, the skin. Because that. that's the best oh, bit. Oh, you're teasing us now. I wish you could do the gravy as well. Through the camera, we could have it. You see, when I go to KFC, my favourite bit's not the chicken, it's the skin. Oh, yeah. Of course, because it's in that lovely coast. My brother, eat chicken skin. Will you come back, Scott? Oh, I'll definitely come back. What do you fancy next time? Oh, do you know what I saw? Was it your hot pot burger? Oh, the hot pot burger. That looks absolutely fantastic. You've got to go hot pot burger with some dirty fries that looks oh, lovely yeah, i can do that i can definitely do that for you we'll put the recipes up and everything as well yeah, absolutely uh, in the meantime thank you very much um and i'm hungry now so i've got to do the rest of the show whilst hungry <laughs> sausage when i get home so yeah. all's good with enjoy the work. your wine and uh, your cheap kfc and we'll see you soon take care Scott. all right good to see you guys bye bye Oh, we love a good film. I love a good movie. This one's only 16 minutes long, but actually covers so many points. It's a film called Sam, Everybody. We spoke to Neil, Eli and Lloyd Air Morgan, everybody, to see what they had to say about their fabulous film. Yeah, so I, I, well, both of us have been working with a, um, a, young, a group of young adults with learning disabilities on a theatre piece. And yeah, we were talking about all different themes to put into the show. And just again and again and again, it came up about love, relationships, sexuality, and they kind of felt like nobody was really kind of talking about it in the media, so or on TV or in theatre. So we was like, let's do something. Um, so it kind of came from there, really. It kind of was a natural kind of progression. Um, yeah. Well, because it is like I said, groundbreaking because we don't tend to see love stories that involve people who have learning disabilities. It's almost like. You know they're seen as asexual aren't they or non-sexual yeah. um so do you feel that's what you're doing with this film yeah i mean i think that's what we're, we're we're trying to do is to i think it's a conversation that people are almost scared to talk about and they shouldn't be 
you know people with disabilities do have sexualities they do love they have the right to love to marry to you know for and the, the character in our film that george plays sam has the capacity to do whatever he wants you know he can he can marry whoever he wants he can love whoever he wants you know he can have sexual relationships but i think because you know physically he looks different i think people are nervous about you know approaching that subject which is something that we wanted to tackle and actually when you look at the two characters within it um sam Retford is the one that has the horrific family side around him and sam yeah. george is the what the one that basically has the the over dominating family over caring yeah absolutely yeah it's funny because uh, like working with people with learned abilities you know i've i've done it for 15 years and let me tell you there's some stories that do you know what i mean like like all of us we've got stories like it's just funny the reaction, I suppose, from some people, I suppose, that have never met anybody with a learning disability and the kind of preconceived idea that they have about what somebody with a learning disability should or shouldn't be. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think Sam's character definitely comes across um, as the vulnerable character um, throughout the film. Which is what we want to do, isn't it? I think showing this clip kind of sums up uh, people's fear of people with learning disabilities. Let's have a look at this clip. Well, there's a roundabout the over there, go on the roundabout. The I swear in front of your kid. Messed up you, love. Just like your smackhead boyfriend. Oh, my smackhead boyfriend, yeah. 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 Hey, look, come on now, calm down. You're upsetting yeah. Sam. Mm. Mm. Come on, love. Come on, Sadie. <laughs> 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 you can't do that. Do what? You know, we're like, go on. <laughs> use things as an excuse. Isn't that what people see though? I love the fact that I suppose I want to say that you've been so brave, but on the other side of the coin, I want to almost say, why has this not been done before? <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting because um, I think that people have been scared of getting it wrong, so they just don't do it at all. Um, you know, I think it, it's kind of sexuality and disability has kind of still got this taboo around it that people just aren't talking about it you know especially when it comes to someone who doesn't have a, a disability and somebody that does i don't think people know anything about it so people just don't want to touch it in case they do it wrong and that that clip's really interesting actually because the two actors sam redford and george webster um they they went out and they and and george was telling us stories about how at restaurants you know he he gets given the kids menu sometimes or oh, when sam and george went out george went up to order they're both the same age in the film and they're both the same age in real life and george went up to order um two pints of lager and the waitress asked sam if it was okay and he was like why are you just not asking him for id like you'd ask anybody else that you thought was underage do you know what i mean like why are you why are you looking at me and asking me so i think you know it's great it's giving out you know a really strong message and something that everybody should really go and watch because not only is it giving out that message but again it's entertaining on a level as well it's it's a very very good film and i when see it also you can see it it's screening at iris um iris prize at the moment online so if you go to their website it's available i think for a small a small fee um yeah as part of so you I'm, I'm i'm crap at this stuff let him tell you that yeah so you can currently watch it on uh, on the uh, iris on demand catch-up um by the iris prize website um and also it's still going into film festivals at the moment so there will be more opportunities to see it and we're actually um currently expanding it into a feature film which we're hoping to shoot next spring 
Um, so there will be a long form version of it made next year, which we're currently um, writing and developing and, and getting all the kind of finance together through our fantastic producer, Nell, who brought all this together and, you know, got, got all the crew and everything. She's a fantastic producer and, uh, yeah, made the magic happen. So, yeah, we're really excited about the expansion of it now. Oh, that would be brilliant. I would never have said that Sam Redford was 33. <laughs> <laughs> he plays it well, doesn't he, oh, Sam? Honestly, <laughs> he seems to be doing more gay roles these days than ever before. <laughs> Do you like Belinda's take on your film? Could you see that as a strap line, the new beautiful thing? Would you be proud of that? Be, uh, yeah, honoured, obviously. Yeah, like, I, I've I, never seen it. I, I absolutely love it. It's <laughs> <laughs> I would be honoured to have that. I watched it when I was younger and my mum come down the stairs, so I was like, trying to switch it over. Foot cream for life. Oh, yeah. And the sound of music. That's nothing like Beautiful Thing. In that scene? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you've watched it. Calls himself a fan. Anyway. On the end of that, then I took a breath in. I really did. Right then, lads, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Check it out. So we've got it all sorted for you. You're going to eat your KFC. You're going to watch your film. You're going to have a drink. And you're also going to have a bit of a laugh, aren't you? Because we're still laughing from Chrissy Rock. Oh, she's a funny, funny woman. Join us next week for another fantastic show here on the podcast only for... Your Your Manchester. Manchester.